Welcome home. You're listening to the Life Center Rainier Weekend Message. Hello, Life Center Rainier. It's Pastor Jesse here today. We're so glad that you would join us online. Right now would be a great time to extend invitation to come and really hear about the goodness of God today. The title of my talk today as we're sharing in a a standalone message, you'll have to come back next week. We're kicking off a brand new collection of talks, but today we're engaging with the subject of faith. And really the title of my talk is Big Faith for Today. Big Faith for Today. The thing about bigness, largeness, it's all relative, right? To my kids, they think I'm, I'm huge, right? Daddy's six foot tall. Actually, I'm five foot 11 and seven eighths, but my license says six foot, so we're going to go with it. But it's, it's all relative. And the reality is, is that we live in a day and circumstances in this season when we're all dealing with some hard, restrictive realities, But it's all relative to our world. How do we navigate and play the hand that we've been dealt? Now, this past couple weeks, I've been playing cribbage with my wife. And let me just tell you, I was dealt a perfect hand in cribbage. I couldn't believe it. It was a 29. All you cribbage players know that you might have, a lot of people play for years and years, their whole lifetime. They never get this hand dealt to them. Well, this is probably about the 15th hand of cribbage I'd ever played. And I got dealt the perfect hand. But in real life, we know that we We don't typically get dealt the perfect hand, but we still have to play the hand that we've been dealt. And today I want to talk about how do we live in faith for today, big faith for today. It's relative to our worlds, but the reality is, is Jesus will use where we are and who we are in these circumstances. Jesus is amazed by one thing scripturally, and it says he's amazed at faith. There's a couple different uh, times that he references his amazement of faith. In Mark chapter 6, you'll have to go there and read the the portion of Scripture. But due to time, I'll just kind of uh, exhaust this or or really explain it a little bit. In Mark chapter 6, he talks about he's coming into his hometown, his own hometown at this point. And the people that didn't know him were amazed at his teaching. And they were awestruck in wonder of who who teaches like this? Who has the power to, to, to minister in such a way? He does miracles and then... Then it says later, it says that some of them were asking the question, like, who is he? Isn't he Joseph's son? Aren't his sisters here? And he even says that uh, Jesus goes on and says, you know, a prophet is without honor in his own home. But the portion of scripture that I want to hone in today, it it says that he was uh, unable to do many miracles there. It says he was just able to heal a couple sick people. But in in Mark chapter 6, verse 6, it says this. It says that he was amazed at their lack of faith. See, Jesus is amazed at faith, whether big faith or lack of faith. We find him amazed at faith. I want to share one more quick little portion of scripture in Luke chapter 7. This, this is a, a portion of scripture where it says uh, Jesus was, uh, was coming into this place called Capernaum. And, and a friend, uh, a man approached him. He was a, a centurion's servant. And he said that uh, his master really wanted him to come. And, and he found out that this master had, had someone ill in his family. And it picks it up in this in, in chapter uh, 7. Verse 4, it says, when they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them, and he was uh, not far from the house where the centurion sent his friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. 
but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell you this one go and he goes and I tell that one come and he comes. I say to my servant do this and he does it. In verse 9, this is where we want to find ourselves. It says this, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. See, Jesus is amazed by faith. And whether that's the the lack of faith or the fullness of our faith. But it's not about our faith and and what we can muster up in ourselves. It's the object of our faith that makes it great or lacking. And it's about the person of Jesus. And today, as we point back to Jesus, we understand that Jesus wants to grow us in the gift of faith. He wants us to have big faith for today. Because small thinking, futile thinking creates safe living. And I know we're under some mandates and some restrictions that would say, stay home and stay safe. And I'm not speaking contrary to that. I'm saying those things are established for our protection. But I'm saying for today, within the circumstances surrounding us, he still called us to grow in faith. So what does faith look like for you and I today? Because we have to grow in faith. We have to continue to go on a journey with Jesus. And it's all relative to our realities and where we are. But he will use these realities and he'll find us where we are. And he'll continue to grow us into something bigger than ourselves. That if we're called to continue to grow in faith bigger and bigger, it comes to this place where we still have to understand that regardless of circumstance, regardless of impasses, and regardless of the problems that we see in front of us, we know that our God is greater and calling us forward in faith. And I want to give us a couple teaching points today, and I hope this helps us all today. And the first thought I have here, uh, please write this down. Number one is this, faith comes in seed form. We must sow to grow. Faith comes in seed form. We must sow to grow. Uh, The thing that I've realized at this point is that people are looking for resources, I find a lot of different people online looking at our gatherings, engaging with some of the stuff we're putting out there in social media that are what they would consider not not into this religious thing. But I want to tell you, they're not into this religious thing, but they're looking for resources. What they're looking for right now is to come back to see if you and I are the people that still believe what we said we believed before. Even in these circumstances, even in the midst of COVID and this crisis with the coronavirus and this pandemic, they're asking the question, do you and I still believe what we said we previously, previously believed? Because they, they know that if it's tried, it's true. Because right now we are living in times that people would find themselves needing, desperately in need. And for you and I to continue to operate in faith, it's going to require us to continue to sow the seed of God. The fruit of our life really is determined by the root of our life. And what we are deeply connected to will continue to produce in us, in front of us, what we find is what we are connected to. And there is a continuing of our faith in this time, and it comes through seed form. There's a portion of scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. It says this, now he, 
who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of what? Your righteousness. He's saying right here, God is the giver of seed and he gives to those who are willing to continue to give away. Sow in faith will reap a harvest of righteousness. We have to continue to sow. John chapter 12, verse 24 says this, Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Now, these verses together can can help us understand the holistic uh, uh, picture of what Jesus is painting for us. He's saying, like he says in other scriptures, because scripture will interpret scripture, he says, bear your cross, die daily. He's saying we are a seed that has to die for us to come alive in Christ. And if we're willing to die to ourselves and allow Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit to connect us at our core to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, we will then in turn produce the ability to sow seed in other people's life. What is this? This is a process. This is the place of coming to this place of self-denial so that someone else will know. And then we're given the resource of faith. And then we get to sow faith into someone else. Faith comes in seed form and we must sow to grow. Matthew chapter 17 Verse 20 said it like this, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Uh, I want to exhaust this little portion of scripture and it says, you can say to this mountain, What is he saying? He's saying for us to continue to sow in faith, it comes in word form. For us to sow the seed and to position and and be connected to the king to continue to receive seed, we've got to sow seed. And the way that we sow best is by using our words. We have to sow to grow. There's a practical side of sowing our faith. And it comes in this day through the vehicle of sharing this, sharing words, calling, FaceTiming, Zooming, being people that would give the word of life away because it's been given to us. I almost knocked that over. Wow, I saved it. But this seed has been sown in us, and because of that, we can sow it into others. Number two, if you would, write this down. Number one was faith comes in seed form, and we must continue to sow to grow. And number two is we can't play safe and grow in faith. We can't play safe. And grow in faith. Ephesians chapter 3, he says this I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Check this in verse 17. It says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through what? Through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And this is a great verse right here, Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. 
See, the power of faith that is working within us is that we would find that in our inner being, we are connected and rooted to him at the core. And when we have such assurance of eternal salvation, we are willing to extend and risk in our world today. We cannot play it safe and grow in faith. The only thing secure to a follower of Christ is our salvation. Everything else is being willing to risk. Diedrich Bonhoeffer said it like this. Being a Christian is less about cautiously avoiding sin and about courageously doing the will of God. Courageously doing the will of God requires Big faith. And big faith for today would look like us being willing to not play it safe, but to continue to grow in faith. How do we continue to grow in faith? Let me just say this, very practical. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. Listen, we have to order our steps. We have to understand we have practical things that have been entrusted to us that we would be the faithful flow through. Come on, Life Center Cares is one of those practical opportunities for us to engage. We're asking a thousand people to sign up to be prayer partners. Come on, every week we're going to give away 500 bags of groceries. We're going to do this Uber cares. No, it's life center cares. We're going to go and deliver. We're going to do whatever we can to engage with the people that are so desperately need in need of God right now. And it's about our direction, not our intentions. The path to hell is paved with good intentions is what they say. It's an old saying, but we know that our direction really will, will inform our clear destination, and we can't play it safe. We need to continue to leverage in faith because sometimes we're finding ourselves spiritually tested in these times where we think I've got to hold on and, 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 and keep what I can and, and hoard, and, and, and you see this all around us. No, no, no. The generous people of God that will allow Jesus to see our faith Big and full and alive is really those that would be used to see the great glory of God to continue to go forward because we believe that we will grow in faith in these times and we will not back down. In these unprecedented times and in the, in the practical sense of crisis, this is not what builds character. These times are what reveals character. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to do a revealing within us, it's for us to become aware that we need to grow in certain areas. And he's called us to take risks, to engage, to lean in. Don't lean out. Don't let the, the, the scared mindsets around us dictate how we operate. No, Small thinking creates safe living. We will follow all the mandates. We will protect ourselves, but we can still continue to lean in in such a faith-filled way that we would believe that big faith for today can be put on display because of the, the affections that we have for Jesus, because of the object of our faith. Not about, it's not about us. It's about who Jesus is in us. Amen? Number three, and finally is this, we must continue to step out to find out. We got to continue to step out in faith to find out how good our God is. That in these times that we would give ourselves to growing in faith, 
we see that Jesus is good and he goes with us in it all. Because a lot of us are looking for guarantees. And guarantees don't require faith. Matter of fact, we just, we just really lean in and say, God, there's, there's nothing in this world that we're guaranteed. It's not about a, a safe arrival. It's about a, a close companion that comes with us. We will walk through every storm. We'll engage in every difficulty. We will continue to step out and find out how good our God is. Because guarantees don't require faith. Uncertainty requires faith. And in the most uncertain times that we've probably ever faced, this is the time where we get to grow in faith. That we need to see the gift that God has given us in faith and see his amazement because he's amazed at our faith. And here's the greatest question that we can consistently ask ourselves today is what does faith look like for me? Because it's all relative. It's relative to where you are. It's relative to your realities. Because some of us are very, very restricted in these times and others are pretty liberated. Some of you are thriving in the midst of this crisis, but no matter where you are on the pendulum, where you're finding yourself quarantined and, 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 and not engaged with anyone and finding yourself in a very depressed mindset, let me just tell you, God is the lifter of your head and the lover of your soul. Whether you find yourself positioned in, in such a, a way that would be favorable in these days, let me just tell you, this is not for your own own doing. This is not for your own building up. This is for your leveraging. When you're in a place of, of fullness, it's for us to continue to, to spread the love of God through faith. And we have to step out to find out. And I, I can't just believe that he's my savior and stop believing that he's my daily source. Yet we look for guarantees more than we look for the seeds to sow. We don't need to look for a guarantee. We need to continue to look in the face of the Father, allow him to be our Savior and our source and our sustenance in this time, that he would give seed to the sower, that we would be those that would step out and find out how good our God is. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, it says this, Who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. What is he saying? He's saying the Holy Spirit that I put upon your life when you said yes to me is what seals you and secures you and guarantees that you will be with me for all eternity and I will be with you during these times. But there is nothing else that is guaranteed. Everything else comes by way of faith, of willingness to risk and leverage and lean out and step out to find out how good our God is. Amen. Amen. Because we can have faith or we can have control, but we can't have both. And big faith for today requires us willing to follow God courageously in doing his will, regardless of the circumstance and regardless of what's going on in front of us, around us, or during these times that we would be securely connected to him in relationship and allow him to lead us in these times. And I'll close with this, Hebrews chapter one, Verse one, it says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. If you keep journeying journeying down in Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight, it says this, by faith, 
Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Friends, God will be amazed at our faith when we are willing and not reluctant. He gives seed to the sower. Let's continue to sow so that we can grow. Friends, we've got to continue to not play safe because then we can't grow in faith. And third and finally, remember, we must continue to step out if we're going to find out how good our God is. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today. I just want to pray for us this morning. Father, I thank you for every friend that would find themselves leaning in today. I believe that someone here is going to leave this moment today and they're going to take a step of faith that's going to leave control at the altar of your feet and we're going to allow you to fill us with the fullness of love and grace and peace. And God, we're going to find ourselves with big faith for today that you're going to lead us, love us, shift our thinking onto things above. God, we can't think small and create these concepts that would keep us under this uh, suppressive mindset that would not allow our faith to grow. God, we're going to grow in faith in spite of every circumstance, in spite of every storm, in spite of everything going on around us. We know that you are so profoundly powerful within us. So God, build us, encourage us, strengthen us for today. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, amen. Amen. Well, hey, friends, I want to take time for those that are watching today that would want to say yes to Jesus. Would you bow your heads and pray with me one more time? And if that's you here today, you're hearing these words and you're saying, I need to grow. I need to allow this faith that Jesus was amazed at, not the lack of faith, but the fullness of faith. It says, when he saw this man, he turned and he told the others, I tell you, there's no one that I've found with such great faith. The faith that we have isn't about what we have. It's about the object of our faith. And it all comes back to Jesus. And if you want Jesus to have faith for today, to build you up so that you would continue to endure life's difficulties and these realities, I just believe that he will sustain you in this time. But more than that, he would give you eternity with him. With every head bowed and every head closed, if this is you, I just want you to pray this prayer with me and say, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. and Give me a brand new beginning that starts right now. I confess you as Lord, Savior, ruler of my life. I no longer live, but it's you who lives in me. Friend, if you prayed that prayer today, we believe that you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and you have an eternity with him. You have a present help in your time of need. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And you are now set on the path of righteousness, not because of what we've done, but because of how good he is. And he's going to build us and grow us to have big faith for today, to continue to navigate these circumstances. Bless you. We love you. And we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye.